When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me today is Derek Montilla, the Gregory Esposito, otherwise known as Espo, and Steve Peters. We are super excited to have you guys here today. How are you guys doing? doing How's the Tuesday treating you? I have not been called Gregory since my mother got angry at me. I didn't even I know who kid. she. I didn't know who she was talking about. Greg, who's Gregory Esposito? <laughs> do just, people know your real name? No. Well, I barely you do. know. Now you do. I'm just excited to be like this is my first crossover experience with okay. inside PHMX. Kind yeah. of intimidated by the talent. In no the need room. to be no. intimidated. Come on, we're all family here. I feel like I got my back to be. Like, I know. It's probably have, you ever, have you ever been? You know, in the house where you have a, a chair that you sit in all the time, and then you sit somewhere else in the house and it doesn't feel right. Yeah, that's how I feel I on the right. set right now. You're like, like you're like guest number one yeah. on a night show, <laughs> yeah. and a night talk show. You have no idea what he's doing. Behind. Does that make me David Letterman then? Yes, exactly. I'm yes. just missing an epic beard. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed you'd go with David Letterman yeah. as as your late night reference. I know. I'm impressed. Well, people are surprised by the fact that I don't really understand pop culture references. So when I pull stuff out like that, they're mm. like, "Oh my gosh, you actually know who that is?" Yes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Give me a little credit here, guys. Um, well, I'm glad everyone's here and doing well. It's great to have you all on the show. For those of you out there who don't know, this is going to be a weekly show where we get all together. Each people, each person from a, a team, a beat that they cover is going to join me and we're going to talk all things Valley Sports, which uh, brings me into our temperature check. I know that, uh, <laughs> you know, the Diamondbacks are uh, struggling a little bit. So, Derek, do you want to give us a little uh, update on Tankathon? Struggling <laughs> a little bit is uh, the, the right word, but struggling in the right way. It's tank season and we are season. tanking as much as possible. The Diamondbacks, uh, you know, they they really are at this point you know, just trying to finish the season out. And I think one thing about uh, this, you know, the situation is they're 12 games away from the end of the season and could potentially end up with the number one pick. Uh, I, I I don't feel like there's any reason for them to go out there and be performing at a high level. I understand that they want to play spoiler. Uh, they have some games with the Dodgers and some other teams that are in the playoff race. But, you know, it's it's been a struggle for them. They've essentially been out of any kind of, competitive playoff race since May, May yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's been a long season. Yeah. I think at this point it would be nice to see them actually have something positive happen. And by something positive, I mean that they end up with the worst record and the number one draft pick. Are they at the worst record currently? I know they're currently, competing with Baltimore. Yeah. Currently they're okay. tied for the worst record okay. with Baltimore. And you know, it's just kind of a race to the bottom at this point. Oh. I know there's some dubious history that they don't want to make, right? And they're right now in that territory of surpassing the 2004 team for the worst record in franchise history. Yikes. They've set plenty of records this season, though, yes. right? I mean, at this point, they've set the MLB record for the most road losses consecutively in the modern era. They've set the Diamondbacks record for most consecutive losses. I think just wrap it up, put a bow on it, and make it truly the worst season in history. 
at the end of the day, though, you can end up with a very, very good draft pick in, uh, you know, Elijah Green. And yeah. if that's the case, then I think it's worth it. It's Elijah Green season. Do you, do you know how dedicated uh, Derek is to the tank season? He's wearing a tank top under that Underneath jersey. Underneath this, yeah. Well, That's I mean, how dedicated he is. This, I'm not kidding either. This is an old jersey, so it's very heavy. It's very uncomfortable, <laughs> and it's very hot. And we're still in September, which is summer here I in mean, Arizona. to be fully transparent with everybody, I told everyone on the show, I would love it if you guys could wear a jersey from the team you represent. So she did. Diamondbacks, Suns, Coyotes. None of us listened. Nobody listened to Not me. Not a single Hold on, hold on a second. Not a single human listened. I look like a sausage that was overstuffed in the casing <laughs> if I wear a basketball jersey. <laughs> oh I'm doing God. this for the, the sake of everybody sitting here, yeah. especially Pete. Yeah. You asked me I'm this pretty close. close. Yeah. 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 Get there. Get it. I also did ask people on Twitter last night if I should wear a Katina jersey or a Diamondbacks jersey. And I put the Katina jersey on and I was like, I have a feeling that no one's going to listen to me and everybody's going to show up in a Katina jersey because not to give away our topic of the day, but the Katina jersey is pretty iconic. So I was like, I'm going to wear a Diamondbacks jersey. And also, I don't want to die of heat stroke because I'm not used to the Phoenix weather yet. Um, It's really hot for me and I'm very uncomfortable. So (laughs) I'm glad I went with this choice. I didn't wear a Kachina. Why why am I getting... Lumped well, in. I, mean, you were the same I will say, I thought I saw a Kachina jersey in your office. There was, there because was. I was asked Just to bring saying. one to represent, but yes. I didn't, I, I wasn't going to wear it because that's yeah. also a bit snug. And I go with, with Derek. These are hot. They're hot. They're hot. hot. They're yeah. hot. Uh, I will say that the newer, uh, the newer Coyotes jersey, yes. by comparison to these old ones, are like night and day. Absolutely. But it's still ridiculous. I mean, it's a hundred degrees. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I have no business wearing this. It's just, it's tank season and it's yeah. white Kachina season because that's yeah. the big announcement well, the Coyotes made, and I think everyone's excited about that. I think everyone is excited, which is great. Um, the Suns have their media day on Monday next week. We're getting pretty close to basketball season. What are you most excited for? I think the temperature check is hung over still from the finals. This, <laughs> is, the, this is the Fair. fastest turnaround we've ever, you know, in the last decade that we've gone from basketball to no basketball to basketball again. And I think we're all a little caught off guard about how fast uh, basketball season and this team is back. But uh, excitement is obviously there. High expectations coming off the finals run. Obviously a disappointing end. But there, there's a lot to be optimistic about when it comes to the Suns, and I think that's what you're going to feel not only from media day and the team, but from the fan base as things get started up here. Yeah, for sure. And when basketball does get started up, do you think the Suns are aware of the maybe pressure expectations that there are on the team after coming off of a finals run? And if they don't get off to the best start, do you think that'll affect team morale? Uh, my my thought is it's it probably more internal pressure for okay. these guys i think fans are just happy to have a good basketball team yeah. back a relevant Absolutely. basketball team and with how surprising that run was i don't feel like unless they get off to a, a catastrophic start i don't think you're going to feel the fan base put the pressure on them i, I think the pressure is internal because they're aware that the clock is ticking on chris paul's effectiveness yeah they're aware that chemistry like they had last year can be a fleeting thing so internally i think they're gonna put the pressure on how different will this media day be from last year's though considering you know it didn't seem like this team had any kind of expectations last year of doing anything well one difference will they're letting a select amount of media into actual media day Hmm. rather than just a zoom fest so that'll be that'll be a bit of a change there will still be the zoom element to it but yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more national media that's going to take 
take part in it a lot. Obviously, more questions about those expectations and and what uh, what it'll take to get back to the finals, and obviously questions about why it fell apart in the finals. So it'll definitely be a a different approach and a different line of questioning than last year's. Hey, do you think you can make the playoffs? <laughs> uh, you know, if if you're lucky, or are you ready for? Chris Paul to be your teammate because that happened yeah. right around training camp last year as well. So this is this will be new territory for some of these some of these guys, obviously who have never experienced have, being a team with expectations going into a media day. Well, speaking of being a team with expectations, <laughs> on the other end of that spectrum, there is a team with no expectations. Petey, training camp for the Coyotes starts tomorrow. What are your thoughts going into training camp? Are you excited for anything? Is there anything to get Coyotes fans excited for? It's hard. Everything that Derek said that he is at the end of, yeah. Coyotes fans are at the beginning of. Mm. And it's going to be painful. So yeah. you grasp onto little things. The Kachina announcement. The arena pictures in Tempe that may <laughs> or may never happen. Um, Alex Galchenyuk signed a, a, a tryout contract today. Former Coyote who is in the part of the Phil Kessel trade, yep. you know, something like that. I, first of all, I'm surprised because he's a real NHL player. And yeah. when you look at what they are trying to accomplish to get the first pick, you're like, well, do you really want to get a guy like that on your team? Like, just yeah. be careful. I still think they've got, <laughs> they're going to have a tough road no matter who's on that team. So Galchenyuk's yeah. played in four teams in two years. He's never been able to stick, loves it here. His family loves it here. I'm excited for him to be back. He's a great kid. Um, I think fans will recognize him in his effort. I just don't know what there's going to be to be excited about two weeks from now. And I, I'm with you on that because for the Diamondbacks, it felt like their season was over before it started. Yeah. You saw what other teams in the National League West were doing, and the Diamondbacks added three uh, aging relief pitchers for $8.5 million to their roster a roster that obviously wasn't going to compete with the likes of the Dodgers and, and what the Padres were doing. But, you know, it, it just seemed like from the beginning, there was that lack of investing in the season, you know, even, even trying when you still have teams like San Francisco that were able to pull some surprises and, you know, given they have, they have a much more talent than the Diamondbacks have, but it, it is a bit like hello and welcome to disappointment at right. the beginning of the season when yeah. the team doesn't even feel like, they're going to try from day one. You get, and, oh, sorry. The one thing interesting, though, is this is the first time that I've seen everybody embrace it from the organization side. Yeah. Like, this isn't a secret over there. Right. You yeah. talk to the management, the coaches. I Everybody says, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. fans, hang on, because it's going to be painful. The people I'd like to talk to, and we, have, we will have a chance in the Coyotes podcast over the next several months, is what do the players think of that? Yeah. Like, well, Okay, you guys are trying to lose, and you figured to do that, you'd sign me. Like, I, I, how do you get up and go to the rink every morning? So those, I want to see what they're trying to do and they're trying to accomplish. And are they saying, "Hey, we're going to stick it to management. Let, let's go win." And I, I think that's the big difference too. Is the Diamondbacks at least have always put on the 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 lie a bit? You know, I mean, they've always played the, the game and said, "We think we're putting a competitive team out there." When it's like we both know that's not really right. the case. Don't get me wrong; you're putting a team that can go out there. And play baseball but it's not a team that's going to compete with the likes of you know how good the teams in this division are if they don't want to go out there and do it i'm happy to take an NHL game <laughs> oh, game yeah. check to fall on my ass a bunch well, yeah i tell you what attendance <laughs> might go up <laughs> it would be entertaining i'll yeah. say that much look 
look, I, I love you both, but but you guys are amateurs in this. I, I did this for ten years <laughs> with the Phoenix yeah. Suns. And uh, you're our hope. You're 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 our story. <laughs> you're the blueprint. Yeah, the blueprint. <laughs> you don't want to go. Th- you don't want to be Andy Dufresne and climb through ten years mm. of, of crap to get to the other side. All right. Uh, uh, you you don't want to be that. I'm but Zewantanejo is so beautiful. <laughs> it, you know? is, it is. But you don't want to have to crawl through that sewer pipe. Uh, I hope for for the Coyotes and Diamondbacks fans, it's a faster rebuild process than it took with the Suns. But what the Sun you. You learn with the Suns is there's a little bit of luck with uh, with all of it as sure. well. That that's going to have to happen for both teams to to find themselves back on the right path. Yeah, they wow. follow they follow the right formula though. You know they got a young core of players together, and at the right time they complemented them yeah. with seasoned veterans that you know like Chris Paul that became his his old self with this team. Yeah, and a coach that could bring it all together. There you go. Yeah. Hopefully a successful sun season will kind of put a Band-Aid on the hurt we are all experiencing watching the Diamondbacks <laughs> and the Coyotes struggle. I'm, I'm not I'm not used to us uh, the Phoenix Suns being the the great right? hope. I know. How the turntables uh, turn. Well, I'm still riding high on that Cardinals victory from this Sunday uh, because that one point. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah that we, one for point now, I, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant, though. I don't want to jinx the Cardinals, but for now, the Cardinals are are making me undefeated happy. they're undefeated <laughs> that's all you can say right now yeah, factually true uh, undefeated so. all right before we get into our main topic of the day we need to tell you guys about DraftKings espo take it away oh the pressure of the DraftKings <laughs> read sent over here DraftKings, are our, our who sponsors our show has a great offer for you if you sign up for the DraftKings app which i have found to be the one of the easiest apps uh, to use out there in the marketplace. If you sign up for it, use the code PHNX, you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 on any football game this weekend. And then they're doing a, a fun thing with same game parlays, which I always feel like I'm Johnny Depp from, uh, uh, from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when I say parlay. I, I, I don't know, but uh, you know, they have a great deal with same same game parlays that allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout, uh, and they're going to make sure that you will be credited $25, up to $25, even if you lose that parlay. And I found the parlays in-game are a lot of fun. Basically, so you're, fun. you're combining multiple picks in the same game to up your odds, uh, and it's just a lot of fun and a great way to take some of that $150 that you're going to get free instantly for using that code and and place it in a same game parlay. It makes makes things a little more interesting, I'm especially a, for a Diamondbacks game. Yeah, right? that's right. I'm a parlay guy now. I find that it's uh, been hitting a couple of those, and it's uh, it's way more fun to hit on something like that just because of the variables and the, the chances that you're not going to hit. You know? Well, did you see that guy? There's a guy that bet uh, like a 15 no. game. Parlay oh hit 14 and picked the Lions oh to win last God. night. Would have won seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars and and missed on the Lions. On and that teaches you never, never bet, bet on never the Lions or Detroit in general. <laughs> in general. Uh, so, I feel like the Lions should send that poor man a check. Like, a like, Give him his twenty-five dollars so back. It was close yeah. early though. Like he had to be excited in the first half. He's going, "Jeez, the oh yeah." Decent. Yeah. I mean, it becomes one of those things. I think when you start hitting a couple of those, you know, you might not have believed earlier, but once yeah. it starts rolling, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> when you're at 14 out of 15 <laughs> yeah, things you need to happen, oh yeah. you let your hopes get, yeah. get up. Yeah. And then you realize this is what it feels like to be a Detroit Lions fan yes. and, and lose in, in crushing disappointment. But if you want 
to uh, get in on some of that action. Use the code PHNX. Bet $1 on any football game this weekend. Get $150 free. It's just that easy. 21-plus Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details we also too want to get you guys excited about what we're doing here at phnx we obviously want you all to be a part of it too um you know here at phnx we make it fun to be a sports fan i feel like our show is fun our content is fun um and there's no better way to get in on that fun than becoming a member at gophnx.com becoming a member not only gets you access to all of our written content that derek writes that Espo puts out, but it also gets you exclusive member-only deals every week on our merchandise that uh, we are going to be rolling out continuously. We just put out a new uh, Rise of Red t-shirt that is really sweet. If you, <laughs> you haven't you seen saved that yourself yet, there. good work, good work. <laughs> it's very resemblant of a certain quarterback on the Arizona Cardinals. It's um, not Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer: It is not Colt McCoy. It's really cool though. So if you guys haven't seen that shirt yet, go check it out. Um, at the phnxlocker.com. Um, you will also have access to our members-only Discord, which is super fun. We're all in there. We love to talk with you guys, get your thoughts on what's happening in Valley Sports. We're also going to start asking your thoughts on what we should talk about on the Phoenix Sports Podcast. So definitely make sure that you become a member of PHNX. You can do so once again by going to gophnx.com. You can sign up and try your first month for only 50 cents. Or if you become an annual member, you get a free t-shirt. I mean, we're hooking you guys up. Oh, the t-shirts are so good. PD is my favorite guy in the Discord. I got I got to say, I have learned more about hockey just from uh, from watching well, you in, from in the Discord. It's from our Discord guests and members. Ah. They are like they know their hockey. Yeah. We were getting into the hockey. CBA yesterday. The collective bargaining agreement. I'm uh-huh. like, what? Like, yeah. How do you guys know this? Stuff? <laughs> I'm trying to give PD a compliment. He's like, it's not me. It's no, everybody else. It is. Real. I tell you what. The one thing you've seen here at PHNX about hockey fans: we may be the few, but we are loud and we're passionate. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, so it's a fun group, and everybody. We we literally Craig's in there all the time. Leah's in there. I'm in the Discord. We talk every day mm-hmm. about players and things going on in the community. So it's fun. It is fun. And this is the other thing I want to say about PHNX, and as I toot the horn for management. <laughs> this is the cool part because yeah. Yeah. like I'm a hockey guy, but I really like baseball. So mm-hmm. I get to talk to Derek. Michaela loves her baseball and Espo's a son's guy and a sports guy. Like yeah. we all kind of co-mingle around here at the PHNX studios and everybody's, Hey, what's going on with your beat? What's going on with your team? It's really fun. I like, agree. It's it's just sports. Yeah, yeah. you know, sports well, are fun. And we don't all, have to be knowledgeable and everything. Just enjoy it. Well, and that's the thing is, is like we we openly discuss not being knowledgeable about things or what we are knowledgeable about. And when we you know have questions about things, I think that there's other people that have those same questions. Uh, especially yeah. when you start getting deep into things like the collective bargaining agreement, yeah. both for hockey and baseball right now, because because both of those topics are becoming something that are going to impact the game, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see how much other people know about it as well. I, I think we're all, we're all just trying to figure out what's going on with these sports. It's just sports. It's just sports. <laughs> sports are fun. Right. Speaking of fun, I think we should get into our topic of the day, which was kindly provided to us by the Arizona Coyotes yesterday when they announced oh, yeah. that the white Kachina sweater is back. Derek obviously is wearing that, even though he covers the Diamondbacks uh-huh. whenever. It's fine. Nobody it's confusing, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so we need to decide. We need to debate which Arizona sports jersey is the best all time. And I know that we are, might be partial, but 
I want to at least hear from each of you your nomination for the team that you cover. So obviously, Petey, you're going to give us a, an Arizona Coyote sweater. Espo, you're going to nominate a Suns jersey. Derek, you're going to give us a Diamondbacks jersey. Um, I'm sure you have all noticed by this point that there is no Cardinals representation on this podcast, and that is for a very specific reason. Cardinals jerseys are horrible. So Yes. <laughs> the current yes. iteration. The current said it. Really As bad. we get into it, though, before we do, yes. with football jerseys, and again, I'm just a fan, what are they supposed to do? Like, they, they're, all their stuff is on their helmets, their logos on their helmets. Like, maybe a stripe here or there. See, but the number has the to be so prominent to see. Really cool. Yeah, th I think that's the problem, is the thinking gets to be kind of boring when it comes to the jersey, yet some teams are very creative, and they do small things, uh, additions to their colors and things that they put on the jersey. I always like what the Seahawks are doing. I like, yeah, you know, once they integrated the that neon yeah. green into it and things like, yeah, there's just... There's cool ways to do football jerseys. The Cardinals have just chosen not to do anything. Well, part of the problem is they haven't updated them in 15 years. Correct. I was Brutal. in college when they, when they came out with the current set. I'm now... It almost 40 with a kid. Like, it's time yeah, to update yeah. crap, all right? Well, and, and it was, back then it was really cool, but it was so close to what they currently did. It was just a modern take on it. That's the part that made it fun. It wasn't some drastic difference. You know, it was just, you know, you still want them to continue to evolve and not just have that same look for so yeah. many years. And also, when you talk about teams that move from another community, like, you know, the Diamondbacks, the Suns and Coyotes scream the desert. That's yeah. where they're from. That's their heritage. Mm -hmm. But teams that embrace their former self, yeah. I think that's there's a theme yeah. for a new show. I mean, we've got the, the Utah Jazz. Known you didn't for want their the Phoenix Jazz. Jets? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, but you see those things evolve yeah. from cities. The, the, yeah. the LA Lakers were... From Min my home state of Minnesota, it's the Minneapolis yeah. Lakers, where it makes sense because it's the land there of ten thousand lakes. lakes. Yeah. Right. Utah, so, there's no jazz. In yeah, Utah. give give the name back. To, give the jazz back to New Orleans. To New Orleans, exactly. yeah. I, I don't need the Pelicans. Yeah. I need the jazz in New Orleans, yeah. where it belongs. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I I think that that's uh, something the Cardinals have really failed to do as far as like trying new things. I remember I, last year, or the year before, a uh, mock helmet came out like that was black or something and people like went nuts over it it's amazing how like even a small difference like that could just generate interest once again and cause people to you know be excited about little changes like i that. will defend the cardinals in one sense they are a, a family business there's very few truly family sports teams that have been handed down mm -hmm. through generations uh, and the bidwills have done that since since the first incarnation of the franchise in chicago uh, they've been owned by the same family. So I kind of understand a reluctance to change too much drastically because there is a family heritage to it and there's a pride to that. So I understand sure. it from that, but you need to you need to embrace some, like you said, evolution of things. Yeah. And that's that's what they've lacked in it, which is which has always struck me as odd because you you should embrace kind of change. So. One thing I've seen popular with them this season, though, has been the real throwback Cardinal. Yeah. Well, they've had that on a lot of merch that I, I haven't really seen that a lot prior to yep. the season. So, again, even even stuff like that embraces that heritage. But it's something new that we really haven't, you know, had on, on T-shirts and stuff a lot. Well, there is one team that is really good at embracing heritage, obviously being the Arizona Coyotes, <laughs> as they have reverted to their white Kachina, which they started out in they introduced in 1996. They decided to bring it back. Peeny, I know that you've done a ton of research on this, which makes my heart so happy because I love it that you're so prepared. 
But uh, I'm imagining that you're going to be nominating a Kachina jersey for the best Arizona <laughs> sports know. jersey of all time. You know, if you're going to do a hockey jersey in Arizona, yes. you have to go to the Kachina. And I, I, I appreciate that they went back to it as an organization. It yes. was hard. Like, making the change. They changed in 2003-4 season when they moved to the new building. Yeah. And so they wanted to make a change. We want to embrace the, you know, the, the red mountains of Sedona and go to the Sedona red. Um, but the iconic logo of the Kachina Jersey is really what the hockey team here is about. Mm -hmm. and, and when you go back to what led up to this Jersey, uh, there's a lot of symbology. There's the heritage, um, you know, throwbacks to the state of Arizona and the culture that's all in this jersey. Is that what makes it the best Arizona sports and, jersey? And I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like, it's funny, you know, you look at um, what a Kachina actually is. You know, it's an ancestral spirit of the Pueblo people of indigenous to Arizona. And it's funny, the guy that got inspired by this was staying in a hotel, coming here to start coming up with the logo, and he saw Kachina dolls in the hotel lobby yeah. and that's where this process started mm -hmm. and because of the, the native american specifically the the hopi tribes of arizona they became involved in this like every step of the way they brought them in to approve things and hey is this okay are we doing things right um and they really embraced the culture of arizona and there's so many things inside the jersey yeah that are arizona mm -hmm. and i didn't know that until i read into it um the colors are all in they're about the earth, you know, it's the forest green, it's the Sedona red of the mountains. The purple represents the purple desert sky, the sand represents the desert. So all of those elements are part of the colors. Yeah. Um, and some things in the jersey, I don't know if we'll be able to see this, Shane, that you could, but when you, if you could look up the logo at home, the four peaks of Arizona are represented actually in two different places on the coyote face with the four purple mountains, the four peaks. And again, down here, they have the white four peaks, you know, again, trying to draw into what's going on here in Arizona. And if you look at the, the moon, the waning moon against the desert purple sky is the shape of a sea for coyotes. And the one I didn't see before and didn't know was the entire shape of the coyote itself is the letter A representing the state of Arizona, which I did not know. So when you pull all of these things in together, yeah. not only is it the best jersey in Arizona, it truly represents the state of Arizona. Would you go as far as to say it's the best jersey in hockey, sweater in hockey? Funny because the league didn't want it. Yeah. The league said it's too busy, too many colors, kids can't draw it. We don't like it. Hockey jerseys traditionally, the original six, simplify. Yes. That's yeah. the yeah. history of the league. Mm -hmm. So believe it or not, earlier drawings of the Kachina were much more complicated and much more color uh, involved in that. So the league fought it at first, and now they'll admit it's one of their most iconic jerseys at the league store as well. Well, and I think that's one of my favorite things about the Kachina jersey is because I love the story and the evolution of how it's changed in Arizona sports culture. Like, I didn't know this until today, but Craig actually told me when they first introduced the jersey in 1996, everybody hated it. Yeah, Like, yes. it was not received yes. well. Everybody thought it was horrible. Yep. And I just think it's so cool how it's had, like, this full circle moment of, okay, everyone started to hate it. It started to grow on people. And then it got so popular to the point where after they rebranded to the red jersey, they wanted the Kachina back, back, which is so crazy to me. I and think it, it's kind of like Arizona, though, in general, right? When I was a kid, it, it wasn't really that cool to represent Arizona. Like you go and it, it was, you know, like turquoise jewelry and stuff like that, that like nobody actually wanted to wear, right. or be a, you know, be a part of unless it was part of like your heritage or something like that. Right. But 
I, I don't remember people embracing the state and the city when I was younger like they do now, right? And Everybody I think Everybody assumed that, it was cactus and cowboys. Exactly. When I mean, I yeah. when when I was in Syracuse, New York, I had people actually ask me if we had uh, paved roads out here. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, Phoenix is 10 times the size of this city. Like <laughs> yeah. you have no idea. So it's it's really a, a you know, their impression of it, their what they know, but I think that states like teams they've really started to embrace the cultures of their their people on the and the people in the state and i think that's probably why it's turned around so much is i I think people just look at stuff like this differently yeah yeah i i was there the night they unveiled the logo and back in 96 they had a it was actually the year i was born fun fact oh god God, now now we're all (laughs) seriously i think we all can leave yeah wow i'm as old as the kachina jersey wow love that stop saying it it's doesn't make it better. I'm sorry, no, guys. The I'm more sorry. doesn't make us feel any I'm better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I was there. I was 13 at the time, <laughs> and I was at the uh, at the arena when they unveiled it. And I remember as a, as a 13 year old, find because it was so different than anything you'd ever seen, and in in sports in particular, that I was fascinated by it. I didn't know whether to to like it or think it was odd or or what. And I think that. I think it was part of it was it was so drastically different that it took people time to mm-hmm. adjust to it. And, and that's why now uh, it, it has such a, a fond place in a lot of people's hearts. And it represents a time where, where hockey was new here. Hockey was exciting here. Ronick, Kachuk, Javi Bulin, uh, you know, all a team of Solani. Solani wasn't on. No, he was, he was, he, he, was then, he was a but, duck by then, yeah. but you know all these all these guys uh, that that represented yeah. this this early period in in hockey where the whiteouts and and the city was somewhat infatuated with hockey. Sure. A perennial playoff team yes. back in those days. There is a lot of history and a lot of good players have worn this, and they're surprising number of good players that have worn this. People yeah. when I travel around and go, oh no, he he played for the Cavs. <laughs> Brett Hall, no, Brett Hall played yeah. for the Cavs. Peter Nedved, uh, Tony Monte, oh yeah. They all, they all played here. Everybody has to go through yeah. Arizona before they retire, required so they can golf. <laughs> yeah. And it's lastly, my last pitch, and I know they unveiled the white. Yes. Love the white. Classic, clean. Yep. But it's all about the black. Because if you put a hockey player in a black jersey, they're bigger, they're stronger, and they're tougher. So That's you're going the with the black Kachina. The black Kachina is Arizona the sports. best Arizona sports jersey. Okay. Well, the, and, not the green? I was going to say, oh, uh, <laughs> not the purple. Uh, wow. the green is blue. Well, and Pete was saying before we got on air about how, you know, this uh, design almost didn't happen. The league had to tell them no ferocious creatures. Yeah, the, the, the Florida Panthers had just come into the league and they had the jumping, attacking panther. The right. sharks had the, the killer shark. And they said, no more aggressive animals. That <laughs> we've had enough. So then actually it turned to, we're going to make a cartoon coyote. Oh. And clearly we... We won't encroach on Warner Brothers, but we know where that could have yeah. gone, and that would not have been a good oh look. Just this, just this close to <laughs> yeah. a coyote oh, chasing no. a roadrunner on the front. Oh, exactly. No. <laughs> I actually should hey, be afraid. Oh, I'm wearing the roadrunner. Exactly. Right so I think that this they they nailed it. Yeah. They yeah. absolutely nailed they it. They really did. Yeah. I, and just to wrap up the Kachina, I just love how much Arizona is represented. They literally packed everything they possibly could yeah. Yeah. about the state of Arizona in a logo. And I think that's so cool and something that's really unique because I don't think you can find that in a lot of other teams around uh, around the country. So um, big fan of the black Kachina for sure. Um, Show over? 
Is that it? Yeah, we can. Let's go home. Uh, I don't I know. Can, I, can, I obviously <laughs> concede. It's, it's tough to argue with Petey coming with research. I, know. I didn't know I was supposed to research yeah, my jerseys. Yeah. Um, but Espa, I want to hear what you think is the best Suns jersey. I know you got it, but before you show it. Oh, I, I can't show it? Okay, not, not, no. I just want to say, okay. though, the thing that I love about the Suns is that they are the only team in the Valley, thankfully, that has embraced the purple, that hasn't gotten rid of the purple yet because – Diamondbacks rebranded to Santan red and Don't sand. Coyotes did the same thing. The Cardinals are red. So the, the, the jerseys in the Valley, the red and the tan, I'm kind of over it. So the Suns having orange, purple, and black just makes my heart happy. To be fair, though, they did shy away from it in a lot of ways in the mid-2000s yeah. where the primary logo became black instead of purple on it. The home jersey had no purple whatsoever the court went away from any purple it was black and orange it looked very halloween uh with without it so there was a period where they shied away but they've come back and, and embraced it yes obviously uh you know i'll just i'll just say mine is the is the black sunburst and yes this is a marco millich uh <laughs> game worn this is this is my holy grail of of jerseys I went searching for my in, my entire adult life and finally found it. For those of you who don't know, Espo is a jersey aficionado. He has a massive collection of jerseys, and it's really, really cool to see. And he's super knowledgeable about Suns jerseys, jerseys in general. So if he super says that this nerdy. is his favorite jersey, that carries a lot of weight. It is. He has a lot. This It's it's this, and it's the purple version. It's, it's neck and neck, and it depends on the day for me. What, you know, Petey brought all the, all the insight, but one of the cool things, I don't know if you'll be able to see this on camera, but the, this is actually a white jersey, and they do a process called sublimation to create this, and they were the first team to do that on a jersey because a, a design like this, if it had been sewn on, we were talking about how heavy the Coyotes' old-school jerseys are. Yeah. If you were to sew on the Sunburst, it never would have worked. It would have been far too heavy. So they, they figured out how to do this process, and it's such an iconic look. But like the Coyotes, when they first did it, there was pushback. They A lot of people at the league said it looks like a flying Lisa Simpson. If you look at, at the burst and, and the streak, like there there were a lot of, of knocks on it. But it, it's another one that it has become one of the most beloved in the sport over time. Uh, because of just how different it is, and uh, and I love the black because they were one of the first teams before everybody had a black alternate uniform. They they embraced it. They rolled this out. I think it was the ninety four ninety five season. So it was two years in, or the third year they wore this style of, of jersey. So there's just something very unique. It was very. It is very nineties. There's no doubt about that. But it's something that it much like the Kachina uh coyote it it can withstand the the test of time it's not like the really ugly hawks uh jersey that had the full spread hawk on the front or or the bucks that had that like purple oh, that and green buck, buck that came it. up yeah, yeah that kind of swooped up yeah. like there's something about this that that still lasts i mean you've seen jonah hill where where this thing and it's it's a fashion it's a fashion statement almost now and i wish that the suns would do something similar to what yeah. the coyotes did and embrace this yes the valley jerseys came close they they said okay how can we embrace the you. spirit yeah. of this 
But I still would love to see some kind of variation of this that, come back. That jersey for me brings you know brings up the good times when we mm-hmm. you know c- because that jersey came out when we transitioned and when we went to the finals and we were you know this good team now, yeah. right? So it, it's like I always remember that jersey being associated with uh, with those positive memories. I just also think the Suns have had so many good jerseys to be honest. Yeah. Like yeah. for me that iconic Phoenix purple yep. jersey with the Phoenix in the Western writing that always, that just screams Phoenix to me. And now, especially with merchandise and stuff we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of that lettering being used again on purple yeah. shirts. Uh, and, and I really like- one at DNVR a lot, or sorry, that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Old oh, habits man. die hard. Sorry, you go this time. But if you watch the Suns podcast and they went through the snake draft of Suns jerseys, you go, wow. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. Or Steve Nash yeah. wore that one. You go, oh, I couldn't believe how many jerseys there were. Yeah. And and it's I'll be naive. My sports geek comes out. How many jerseys did they put on during a year? Like, how many do they well, have in okay. a season? So the- I will tell you this. In the first 25 years of the franchise, they had a total of six jerseys. Really? It was uh, from 68 to 72, they had a jersey that looked very much like the western font mm-hmm. but the font wasn't western it was more of a art deco kind of block lettering then they had the western font from 72 through 88 uh, the burst was uh from 92 to 2000 and originally there was only white and purple of that and then they added in the black yeah. so for the first 30 roughly 30 years of the franchise it was in total seven jerseys wow. since then it's become a very big thing where it's when Adidas too, took right? over, yeah, Adidas took over and it started adding in a lot of different things. Nike has has a whole program where you can change one every year uh, in the city edition. Sometimes you get an earned edition if you've made it to the playoffs or this year for some teams they are doing 75th anniversary wow. league jerseys. It's become yeah. a much, much bigger business and, and a lot of moving parts. But for the very beginning of the franchise – there weren't that many of them. Well, since there've been so many different versions of Phoenix Suns jerseys, do you think the black sunburst is the jersey people think of when they think of the Phoenix Suns? I, it's tough. I think it depends on generation. Right. Uh, and and I think, you know, there's a, a certain group that if they grew up with the Cinderella Suns from 76 who made a finals run or the Cotton Express team, those Western fonts are what they're yeah. going to lean towards. Yeah. Derek and I grew up in the Barkley era, so mm-hmm. we're going to lean towards the, the sun, the sunburst, you know, people who grew up in the Nash era for better or for worse, like those jerseys. <laughs> I think they're, I think they're the worst of the bunch and they're pretty ugly, yeah. but, <laughs> but if that's the team you grew up loving, sure. you're going to have an affinity for that. Jerry, uh, I almost said Jerry Colangelo, Jerry Seinfeld, I think said it best. Sports is basically rooting for laundry. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but that. <laughs> yeah. So you grow an attachment to the colors and what that uniform when you were a kid uh, looks like, and I think that's part of why the sunburst, the Kachina, are so popular now because people like Derek and I, who grew up as as kids in that era, are now middle aged with disposable income. Yes, we're mm-hmm. and the disposable income's questionable at that. But we're we're willing to spend <laughs> our money on those on those kind of middle age. So. Oh. Wow. 
I, have you seen the way I hey, eat? I I'm know. lucky if this is middle age. So, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have roller skated in my front yard wearing this jersey and taking slap shots at my garage when I was a kid. Because And last weekend, too. Yeah, right? last weekend, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I, I think, though, that, uh, you know, like with the, the Suns, with a lot of stuff, I, I think we see a lot of other cities get cool new jerseys or alternate jerseys or whatever, and the Suns kind of always got left out of that, especially over the last, like, 10, 15 years. Now with the Valley, I, I got really excited about the Valley. Yeah. The Valley for no, me was really the cool. jersey that I couldn't believe it was ours when I saw it. And then I was like, there's no way they're going to use it. And then they started using it. And I just, I got really uh, into it. I wore it to Florida and nobody knew who the team was that I was wearing. I had all sorts of people ask me <laughs> who that was, but I got a ton of compliments on it. It's just a it's really it's cool. cool looking jersey. I think, uh, I think it's very modern for what people like now. I think the making it to the finals and that playoff run will make that a more popular jersey sure. than it may have been. It was only slated to be a one-year jersey. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed yeah. to go away this year, and they decided to keep it in part because of the success and in part, I think, because uh, with all with everything going on in the world, they couldn't get enough of them in stock to to sell them, basically. It was so, very popular. Right, they so, were out yeah. of stock all the time, no matter yeah. where you went. <laughs> All right, so we've got the Black Achina, we've got the Black Sunburst. Derek, I'm interested to hear okay. your nomination for Diamondbacks because I think you have a couple of choices. I'm going to go in a different, more colorful direction. But, yeah, I think that there there are some more choices. I think much like what we discussed um, about the Coyotes and the Suns, that it's it's the, you know, it's that first run of Diamondbacks jerseys that people really liked. It's the, you know, it's kind of like the A logo that you're wearing. Yeah. It, it again, it, it represented Arizona. The colors were cool. The fact that it was teal and purple and, and copper, you know, there was a lot of just great color combinations and great things that felt original for Arizona. It kind of sucked that we were the same colors essentially as the Rockies in our yes. division. And I think that was the driving force behind them changing direction, taking a look at the other teams in the division and being like, well, nobody's really red, so we can do red. And I also think that they were trying to kind of do something here around the Valley where they were trying to do, you know, the all AZ thing and kind of do what the Pittsburgh area does where they all have the same similar color schemes and, and things like that. It just doesn't work. These teams have two different heritage and nobody wants to see the Suns switch over to red or, you know, the, the coyotes, that entire thing felt very bland. It did feel very hockey, but uh, it felt bland with with the diamondbacks for me the jersey that i remember i think the jersey that most people consider to be the best most iconic jersey is the vest jersey the vest from the 2001 season it was a, a jersey that you know we implemented the same year that we won the world series so it has those great you know memories attached to it this was a, a pretty quick change in the direction for the team they were going to stick with their original jersey scheme and everything and it's really interesting to basically uh, find out that Jerry Colangelo at the time was so worried about this expansion team falling flat that he knew they had to keep changing things and doing whatever they could to excite people. That was the reason for the the team turnaround so quickly in 99. They, they had an attrition of like 6,000 season ticket holders the first year, and they were like, this is going to be a disaster if this team continues to be bad or, or mediocre. We need you know, we need to do something. That's where all those trades happen. They bring in Randy Johnson and Schilling. All the rest is history. That year, that jersey was just, I mean, the reaction to it was a immediate positivity. People just like the fact that it was so unique, you know, and, and you, have, you haven't seen a lot of vest jerseys in, in Major League Baseball. 
So I, I think that it was, there was something about it that was prestigious. It was the pinstripes. It was the A logo on the side. It just looks slick. My memories of Randy Johnson striking mm-hmm. people out and killing birds. I was going to say, jersey. he was wearing that jersey when yeah, he killed the birds. You know, wow. that's, I'm just saying it's a big part of my diamond. Hey, we're snakes. He snatched a bird out of the sky. Yeah. It's very appropriate. I mean, I'm the guy with the, a, a, a baseball card that depicts that. Correct. In, in my your desk. office right so now. Like yes, I, I have can... several of those myself. Do players like those? Do, do players like wearing the vest? I think, well, I think what about it was it, it, it actually was pretty comfortable by comparison, yeah. just based on, you know, you the fact the that it was a t-shirt arms, underneath. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know Randy Johnson was a big fan of throwing in it. And not only that, we never got to see it, but the Cincinnati Reds had a vest uh, jersey and they decided to rock it without the t-shirt under, underneath. Thank uh, God they we just went full vest, suns out, guns out. <laughs> wow. And I, I mean, you know, if there's a state vest, to yeah. do that in, it should be here in Arizona. Yeah. I could not picture Randy Johnson, no t-shirt <laughs> under that on the mound. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. That was Steve uh, Finley and Luis Gonzalez. That's a different story. I, I thought, I thought you were going to go with the uh, one game wonder from 1999, the turn ahead, the clock. Jersey? Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. One of the weirdest promotions in, yeah. in Jersey history. Right. And when I, the, the whole league acted as if it was 100 years in the future and the Mets were actually called the Mercury Mets because supposedly they played on the planet Mercury. Wow. The Diamondbacks had a weird wraparound snake. It was really bizarre. bad. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bizarre. I think <laughs> their, uh, their, their jerseys have kind of fallen flat as a league over the last few yes. years when they try to do so original bad. stuff. Their all-star game jerseys this year were awful. So you know, I mean. Wear the I, team jersey. Wear yeah. the team jersey. That's what right. we want to exactly. see. Exactly. That's why we tune in. Exactly. Well, I will the say- all-star jersey this year, they actually, fun fact, they were made for Atlanta. And by the time they switched the all-star game to Colorado, the jerseys were already in production and it was too late to stop. And they didn't want to spend more money on the jerseys. So they gave Colorado the Atlanta jerseys. <laughs> because the they, they have a flower detail on yeah, the yeah, sleeve, yeah. and the flower is the Georgia State flower. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> well, so what did you learn here at PHN? I know, right? <laughs> All this information. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the All Star Game jerseys were awful, and I also agree. Like the Diamondbacks jerseys have just kind of like flopped for me for the past couple of years. Yeah, the, the weird yeah. diamond details on them. I like, actually like the diamond details, in particular on the hat. I know it didn't didn't translate well gradient. for TV, yeah. 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 but in person, I actually really liked. The look, not on the pants so much, but on the jersey and the hats. I, I, again, we talked about being present at the jersey unveiling, and I, I was there when they unveiled those jerseys, and I remember the reaction kind of being at times like an odd groan and even like a lack of applause at times. Like people really <laughs> didn't know what to think. I, I'm with you though. I thought at first I, the thing I liked about it was that they were doing something different. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were they were trying to do something that had diamonds in it and represented you know the the snake a little bit. It just wasn't well received. Baseball, kind of like hockey, tends to fall in a more traditional, plain, you know, kind of jersey scheme. I mean, it's just the way that it goes. And teams try to emulate that no matter how crazy they get at one point. But again, that's another sport where you see multiple jerseys throughout the year for promotional games, promotional Correct. nights. And it's hard to keep track of them. Like, yeah. And I know hockey, part of it. With hockey, why you don't see that as much is because it's not just the jersey. It's the socks. It's the pants, the gloves, the helmet. And the cost involved yeah. with outfitting a team in a, in a specialty jersey, it gets expensive. Yeah. What the, I do the, like about hockey, though, is uh, the the pregame 
skate the warm-ups yeah. that they yeah. will and do, that's where they do that. with those correct which yeah. is cool they yeah, did an amazing did. diamondbacks coyotes crossover yeah. one time oh, i think those are God. the it was best like, it was yeah. the white with like the purple and teal diamondbacks yeah, it, colors it, it right? was really good oh yeah. my it was gosh awesome. it was yeah, beautiful. those are cool right yeah but you can't play them with the league's too strict about the rules yeah. of what you're playing yeah. and so yeah. forth who lastly Derek, i know i keep asking you questions like you should know this like you're you are from age League baseball but who decides, like I've just heard on broadcast, who decides what the hockey you wear, this at home, white on the road. Every team does it. A few special needs. Who decides what they wear in baseball? It's, it's not specific it, home and road. Yeah, is it? It, I think it's typically the home team decides on what they wear, and then the away team has to follow suit. And most of the time, they have their away grays that okay. they call it, you know, and it's usually some sort of kind of like, you know, so your, they try to your drab it. and your boring versus how the home team will look, right? Uh, but yeah, just just like uh, other sports, they're changing that. That used to be the way basketball was, where whatever yeah. colored colored jersey someone was wearing, you knew that was the away team, and the home team wore the white jersey. You know, I I think that you know the Diamondbacks have had a lot of different jersey combinations over the years, and they've even gone in directions where I liked their away jerseys. You know, more mm-hmm. at one point they had an, a a really sharp black jersey at one point, and they had just I think better colors you know the the looking at the coyotes i that's what i think of is that the diamondbacks and coyotes at one point were very close they had a lot of the same kind of look to them with you know a southwest design sure i loved uh, the all purple is my honestly purple. my favorite well one. and the copper for me that's one color that they phased out that i just yeah. thought looked gorgeous on hats yeah. now yeah. when they redo like the old school purple hats the teal and the copper pop out so so much and they're just so uh it's so amazing looking i'm at rapper Westside gun one night at a wrestling show here in town i know you probably i, I know you're what? a huge fan i know you're a huge fan <laughs> yeah, you he's a popular a popular I, I rapper and he saw my hat and just instantly fell in love with it asked me a million questions about it and then it was the diamondbacks old school a it was that a it was the purple hat you know but it was one of the newer ones they made that really like it looks really sharp it pops yeah. out it's got good color and the next day at his show he was he was wearing it rocking the arizona colors here yeah. so it's just it's I think that old school look is something that they should go back to. They they started doing the thing where they would wear that vest jersey on, I think, Thursday games and they got away from that. But, you know, you could tell it was it was something fans really enjoyed seeing. Yeah, and the NBA got got bizarre. Now the home team gets to choose the equipment manager has to map it out. Like it, it's a it's a big process. process now to actually put the, the uniform schedule. Yeah, well, I'm super thankful for each of your great suggestions for which uh, Arizona sports jersey is the best. We're going to put this out as a Twitter poll. So if you are listening to this after the show and you didn't get a chance to chime in in the comments, go check out our Twitter at PHNX underscore sports and you can get your vote in for which Arizona sports jersey you think is the best. Before we do go, though, we do have to tell you one more time about DraftKings. Oh, the sweet, sweet DraftKings oh, draft yeah. sportsbook oh, yeah. app. Uh, America's number one sportsbook app, if you didn't know it. But a great uh, promotional offer. Use the code PHNX when you sign up. You're going to get $150 in free bets when you put $1 down on any football game this weekend. Highly recommend it. I wish you could bet on uh, you know Jersey stuff, but there's nothing nothing <laughs> yet with that. But we'll see if we we'll can see. make that we'll happen. See. Well, thank you guys so much again for tuning into the Phoenix Sports Podcast. You can find this podcast on all podcast 
platforms, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment. We love to interact with you guys. If you're not following us on Twitter, you can find us at Twitter at PHNX underscore sports. And uh, if you become a member, hop in that Discord. We love to talk with you guys and get your your thoughts on Arizona sports as well. Um, Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you next week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.